When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier from the big things to the very small things. This week is episode 290, and as with every 10th episode, this is a very special episode because everyone loves a great hack. We decided to do an all hack extravaganza. I'm Gretchen Rubin, writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am in New York City in my home office, surrounded by pillows and blankets <laughs> to create better sound. And with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who contributed a hack herself to our cornucopia of hacks. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I love hacks. I was just <laughs> thinking someday we should do like a hackathon where we... Go on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Talk about hacks for like 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah, like 24-hour hackathon. Yeah. Um, Remember, we have announced our next book club pick. Go out, get your book. It is the brilliant novel Transcendent Kingdom by Yaa Jesse. She's also well-known for her book Homegoing, which created a big splash. So if you read Homegoing, this is her second book. Start reading, send in your questions and your comments. We will be talking to Yaa Jesse in October. Cannot wait for that. Yes. Okay, so let's launch into the hacks. And I think we could all use some pick-me-ups right now. And Alyssa, don't you find that there's just something strangely energizing about a good hack. Yes, especially if it's one that you can just implement right yeah. away. It's <laughs> yeah. very cheering. Yes, yes. Listeners send in so many from the pandemic to productivity, clutter, parenting, relationships, travel. Not that we're doing so much traveling. And at the end, we are going to have a lightning round, which is like just the super snappy hacks. Yes. So let's get into it. Yes. All right, Gretchen, let's start um, with some pandemic hacks. 
Okay, Gretch, this hack comes from Leon. He says, the company I work for has a financial year that finishes in July, and I was looking forward to a vacation we'd planned for the first week of August. We had to cancel due to the restrictions. Instead of just working or taking vacation and sitting around at home, I decided to go ahead with my planned leave, but totally unplug from the internet. It was amazing the difference after just 24 hours, and by day four, I genuinely felt like I had a solid break by disconnecting from the outside world. Wow, good to remember. Yes. Now, this one comes from Cosette. She writes, you've been talking about how to document this historic time, whether it's journaling, making lists, etc., Around April, after a month of COVID craziness, I was angry with myself for not having been journaling throughout the entire time. As you've both experienced where you live, things got really COVID crazy really fast here, and I wish I'd documented that in real time. Then I realized that going as far back as January, February, when my sister, a nurse, first started panicking to me about how this was going to blow up, pretty much every single COVID thought or experience has been shared in group texts. I have group texts with my coworkers, with my best friends, and with my family, and every one of those has been capturing COVID life. In lieu of a journal, every couple of weeks, I go through my group texts and take screenshots. These include people sharing news headlines, live updates on businesses shutting down, memes, our fears, our challenges, etc. It's all there. My work has been busier than ever, but I can snap a bunch of screenshots when I don't have time to do anything more elaborate. And later, when I do have time, I will stitch these together into a photo book along with my COVID era photos, etc. As someone who feels a very strong need to chronicle my life in general, but who does not have a lot of time to spare at the moment, this has given me enormous peace of mind. Gretch, I love this because text chains are sort of like, you know, the newspaper headlines, right? Yeah. Yeah. It really gives you that visceral feeling of what yeah. it was happening day to day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's manageable and easy. So I, that's a great solution. Yes. Now, here's Kristen's hack. She says, my friend and I lamented recently that we had both fallen behind on our creative projects and that catching up seemed insurmountable. We decided to meet once a week for a power craft hour Zoom call to have accountable, uninterrupted space to make progress. One of us usually plays soft music in the background and we work on our crafts in our own homes, but are still spending time together through the screen. This has been a game changer in reminding us how much we enjoy creating and offers a way to be together while doing it. Yes. And for the obligers out there who enjoy doing something like this because they have the accountability to actually like sit down and do crafts or whatever it is because there's somebody with them. Um, we got another hack from Taylor suggesting using the app Focusmate which is where you sign up and you're just randomly assigned a stranger mm. and both of you are, you're just paired and it's a way to create the accountability through video. So that's focus made. Yeah. And this came from Sarah about masks. I bought a three-pocket hanging organizer and hung it on the back of our door. We keep all our masks there so they stay organized and we see it and remember to grab one every time we go out. That's key. She sent me the link to the one that she got, which was from Target. It was $8. But as she points out, you could use a hanging shoe rack or any other hanging organizer. But if you're just curious to see what one looks like, I'll post the link to the one that she mentions. That's a great idea. Even now, after so many yeah. weeks, I still oh, yeah. forget a mask sometimes and have to go back to the house. Adam's always walking back into the house. I forgot my yep. mask. Yeah, yeah. Gretchen, Laura says... 
This year, like many kids, my kids are expected to use only their own materials, and they're also changing schooling locations, sometimes virtual, sometimes in a pod, sometimes at school. My kids needed a carrying case for all these materials, from markers to pencils to crayons. The lunchbox is the perfect solution Mm. with a handle and built-in pockets. My bet is you have an extra lunchbox at the ready in those upper kitchen cabinets, too. (laughs) Well, this the last week our, our our try this at home was do I already own this? And this is a great example of like you think you need something new, but hey, yes. maybe you already own a lunchbox. I love the lunchbox form. I, I do think it's too. A perfect form. Yes, this is from Delia. She said, since March, my extended family has had a standing Zoom get-together every Saturday. I live in Florida with my husband and kids. My brother lives in Arizona with his wife and kids, and our parents live in Ohio. My mom is a retired elementary school teacher and a whiz at inventing Zoom activities, including scavenger hunts, an Easter fashion show, a guess the sound game, Pictionary via screen sharing, and more. But eventually our Zoom meetings grew stale until we began including surprise guests. One week my brother invited our cousin, and another week I invited my childhood best friend whom we haven't seen since her wedding last year. Introducing a new person to the mix has breathed new life into our Zoom calls. This idea could work for family get-togethers or virtual happy hours. If other listeners have ideas for spicing up Zoom socials, <laughs> I'd love to hear them. Yes, this is this is we all need these hacks. That's so, so fun. Surprise guest. Surprise guest is a great hack. We could all use more. Yes. Coming up, we have some great relationship hacks. But first, this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com happier. That's storyworth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Gretchen, I am always on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, and I found it at Quince. So well-priced, such good quality. I am in love with the Slub crew neck tee. I have it in white. I'm getting it in black, possibly multiples. I love it so much. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretch, we are talking about some relationship happiness hacks now. Um, this first one is from Jenny. She says, 
Early on in our marriage, my husband and I started using the 1 to 10 scale for everything. We decided whoever felt the strongest about the issue wins and the other just lets it go. We have used it literally thousands of times over the past 30 years for everything from whether to have Chinese or Mexican for dinner, whether our child needs to be home by 10 p.m. or midnight, what movie to go see, even what kind of car to buy. It's so automatic now that when I say, should we go to Crater? Lake or Santa Cruz, he'll say, I'm a five. You decide. It's made all the difference. Oh, so it's like, it's a way to measure intensity of caring. Yes. I, I think it's a great idea. Sarah and I, my writing partner, we always say the person who cares most wins when we have creative yeah. arguments. And this is that same principle. Yeah. Yeah. Putting a number on it. Um, and this comes from Mary Jo. As the school year begins, stress will ensue for parents and children. Here is a simple hack that will lessen the tension. When you hug your kids, don't be so quick to let go. Let them let go first. You may be surprised how long the hug will last. Physical connection is crucial for emotional health. Great reminder. Mm, I love that one. Alexander says, once I decluttered our condo, I started to get annoyed when I realized that my husband was not as committed to keeping the condo organized and clutter-free as I would have liked him to be. He has this habit of every night before bed, instead of taking off his daytime clothes, folding them up and putting them away, he will just leave them on the floor by his side of the bed. I do the same thing, Gretchen. He even Hmm. folds them up super neatly, but won't take five steps to the closet and place them on a shelf. I didn't want to get upset or annoyed every time I saw his clothes on the floor. So here's my hack. I started thinking... How can I feel grateful for something that right now makes me feel annoyed? (laughs) Then I thought, marvelous mundane. If my husband was no longer here, if something terrible happened and he was no longer around, I would probably give anything and everything to be able to walk by our bed, see his clothes folded neatly on the floor, and just know he was still here with me that we were going to get in bed together, that I could talk to him about my day, that we could kiss each other goodnight and then wake up to have breakfast together. When I looked down again and saw his clothes on the floor, I began to see them differently. They were now a reminder that all the trivial and ordinary things I love and treasure about our life together are still here, that we still have each other, that we are right in the middle of what will have one day become the good old days." What at some point was an annoyance has now become a reminder to practice gratitude. Oh, that's such a lovely reminder. Yes, thank you, Alexander. Yes, that is something we should all remember. Now, here is a hack that comes from my daughter, Eliza. So Eliza is in college, and she had a hack for, like, adults who are trying to talk to students and make kind of polite conversation. And we've all been there when, like, you're talking to someone's child or someone that you've met, and you're just yeah. casting around for, for, for conversation topics. Now, and we all know that often we're raising things that makes these children very <laughs> uncomfortable. So maybe it's like, where do you want to go to college? Or what are you going to do when you graduate? Which is what Eliza is starting yes. to get now. She says, if you want to make conversation without making someone uncomfortable— Ask them a question that they know the answer to, that you know for a fact they will know the answer to. And I think this works just as well for adults. So you don't ask something open-ended like, what are you going to do when you graduate? Because maybe they know, maybe they don't. You ask something like, what's your living situation this year? 
they know their living situation this year. Or, you know, what's keep you know, what's keeping you busy these days is open-ended, but it's like the person knows what like their own schedule yeah. and what, what they're doing. So you want to remember to say, is this something that has a known answer? Because when people have to kind of spin it out, that's when they start getting uncomfortable. Yeah, I love that idea. It just and then once you get the conversation going, it, it hopefully yeah. will flow. Yeah, but you can imagine saying to an adult, oh, when are you guys gonna get married? Yeah. Okay, don't ask that question yes. unless you know they've picked a date. It's amazing because- <laughs> that people still don't know you're not supposed to ask that question. Or when there are, are you several questions. Kids? Yeah. I mean only ask, like, when are you leaving on your vacation? Yes. I can tell you that or whatever. So I thought that that was like a good, just like heuristic to apply. Thank you, Eliza. Gretchen, we also got a hack from our good friend, Kate Bowler, who hosts the Everything Happens podcast, which is part of the Onward Project. Yeah. So the Onward Project is the family podcast along with Do the Thing, Side Hustle School, Happier in Hollywood, all about how to make your life better. And so Kate Bowler has so many great insights. So here was her thought about a hack. And she wrote us, I call this hack one small dumb thing. On the Everything Happens podcast, we talk about a lot of different topics around what happens after things fall apart. You can't be your best self. Perfection is no longer possible. I meet a lot of people whose problems are inaccessibly bad, like lost a child bad or terrible diagnosis bad, or sacrificing everything for their aging parents or dependent children type of hard. It's hard to have a hack for that, but I've seen this idea work a lot. If your life is hard, pick one small dumb thing. Pick one thing that makes you happy and tell everyone. When I got diagnosed with stage four cancer, I told everyone I liked gummy worms. So I got thousands and thousands of gummy worms, more gummy worms than I could ever eat but it became a super easy way for me to ask for love and get it. Because, hey, it's easy. It's just one small dumb thing, but it feels like love. And it is love. Yes, I love that. This reminds me, um, the poet Mae Sarton, who wrote all these journals of solitude, which I am obsessed with these journals, she loved flowers. And I think it was, I think it was her either her 70th or 80th birthday where just like everyone sent mm. her flowers and her, her house was just bursting with flowers. And I love that, you know, that Kate was just showered with gummy yes. worms. So pick one small dumb thing. That's a, that's a great suggestion for people going through a hard time. Okay, Gretchen, we have a couple of parenting hacks. Uh, this comes from Jen. She says, my kids are five and 10, but we still maintain a quiet time after lunch whenever we are home. It started after they stopped napping when we said they didn't have to sleep, but they had to be quiet. Now they get much needed time to recharge in their rooms, reading or playing with toys. And my husband and I get guaranteed time for work, exercise, scheduled phone meetings, etc. It's always been important time for us, but in the era of COVID, more so than ever. Oh, we had quiet time for years. I love mm. quiet time. This comes from Sarah. She says, try having everyone listen to an audiobook during lunchtime. I started doing this a couple years ago and it works like magic. It minimizes bickering, whining, and general noise because everyone is quiet so they can listen to the story. The parent doesn't have to read, so he or she can eat with the kids while bonding over a shared story. As a bonus, everyone can enjoy talented narrators bringing wonderful children's literature to life. Win, win, win from a veteran homeschooling mom. I mean, I love audiobooks for children. There are so many brilliant ones. This is a great idea. Yes. All right, Gretchen, you and I love Walk 20 in 20. This year, we're walking 20 minutes every single day, and we have some Walk 20 in 20 hacks. Yes. Brooke says... 
Here's an idea that helped me accomplish my walk 20 in 20 goal. I do not have a treadmill, so I do all of my walking outside. I live in Massachusetts, so January was a tough time to start this challenge. I got myself a new pair of boots at the beginning of the month to make my walks more comfortable, which was a big boost. At the end of January, I decided to reward myself for walking every day with some new gloves. This made my walks for the month of February so much nicer. I decided that at the end of each month, I would treat myself to something that would help me enjoy my walks even more. So far, besides boots and gloves, I have gotten myself new wireless earbuds, some audiobooks, and a Patreon subscription to a favorite podcast. I haven't decided what my reward for completing the month of July should be yet, but I'm leaning towards some workout gear that will help me make it through the hot, humid weather in August. I'm so glad you came up with this challenge. Walking has been a great way to decompress with all of the stresses of the past few months. I hope to continue the habit of daily walks well after 2020 is over. So do I, by this the is, way, 21 and yes. 21, I think. Yes, let's, yes, yes, keep it up. Just want to point out that this is a great example from Brooke about using the strategy of rewards. And in my book, Better Than Before, which is all about habit change, I talk about why rewards are very tricky. It's very tricky to use rewards the right way. This is the way to use rewards right, where the reward takes you deeper into the mm. habit. If you've been doing 30 days of yoga, you get a new yoga mat. You don't get a pair of black boots. You give yourself some. If you've been cooking every day, you get a pair of knives, not black boots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so this is really good because she's saying, to reward myself for walking, I'm going to do something that makes walking, makes me more likely to walk. That's the right way to use rewards. That's great. So well done. Yes, yes. Louise writes, I just listened to episode 284 about the listener who mentioned the app where you walk famous trails. We've heard of a couple of examples of those. During COVID-19, I have done many of the cliched things others also did, such as sourdough bread baking, sowing lots of seeds, and a couch to 5K run program. But I felt a bit bored and unwilling to lace up my trainers. Then I came across Zombies Run. This is a running app that tells the story of a zombie apocalypse. Each time you go on a run, you hear more of the story. You are one of the characters that need to go on various runs to help the human survivors, picking up supplies, distracting zombies, etc. It's really engaging and keeps me distracted when I'm running, plus motivated to go out again because I want to hear what happens next. You can also use it when walking, walking or cycling. Um, so so there's truly an app for everything. I will post an, a, a link to the app. The Zombies Run Game. So that is fun. Amazing. And now we've got a hack from Emily. She says, since COVID changed our family's routine, one of the few activities for my family is to visit and explore local nature trails or walking paths. For the first few months, I didn't want to pick up trash I saw on the ground because I didn't have a bag or gloves handy and also didn't want my three-year-old daughter picking up possibly dirty or germy items, and I felt so guilty leaving it there. The solution, I bought a set of grabbers online. One is 19 inches, perfect for my toddler, and one is 32 inches. Now we keep them in the car along with a stash of bags, and anytime we go to an outdoor space, we bring them and pick up any trash we see. It gives us a little mission along the leisurely stroll, and it makes us feel like we've left the trails better than we found them. Also perfect for people doing Walk 20 and 20 if they're going through paths or parks that sometimes have litter. 
Gretch, you know what um, this reminded me of? Uh, David Sedaris, the writer, does this in the UK. He goes on long walks in the countryside and picks up trash, and they actually named a garbage truck after him <laughs> in the little town. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I will, I'll post a link to a story about that, which is really funny about David Sedaris. And I will also post a link that Emily sent about grabbers that she got. And it's just FYI, it's $30 for the two sizes that they're sold as a set. And this is a great way to like get your exercise and also like do good for your neighborhood by picking up the trash as you go. I think that's a great idea. Coming up, we have some travel hacks because we all will travel again one day, (laughs) we hope, but first this break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And now travel hacks. This one comes from Anita. I'm a travel agent and here's my favorite travel packing hack. I use one of those cheap hotel shower caps to put my shoes in as I travel. Not only does it keep the shoes together, but the idea of germs and dirt on my walking shoes going back into a suitcase of clean clothes is super gross. So this is a great way to repurpose something. That's a good idea. Yeah, I am borrowing this. This is genius because that always bothers me, the whole shoe thing. Okay, Gretch, this comes from Jennifer. Conduct a final room sweep to make sure you don't leave anything behind. This is advice that a lot of people will give you, but it has to be the very last thing you do. It is so last minute that someone watching you would think it is an afterthought. Your coat and shoes are on. Your bags are packed and out of the room. Your carry-on and bag are on your person or also out of the room. It is only then that your brain won't play tricks on you and make excuses. 
Looks like everything but my sunglasses, but of course I will grab those as I walk out the door. <laughs> but of course you never do. Oh, yeah. Well, Gretchen, this reminded me <laughs> of a, a situation we had. I know what you're talking about. Yes, we went, we had a wonderful time where we went together to a big brunch at Oprah Winfrey's house in yes. Montecito. We were extremely excited. So excited. And we stayed in a hotel the night before. And in the we, same room, we stayed together. Yes, and then we were leaving the hotel after the brunch, and we left the hotel, we drove back to my house in Encino, and as we pulled up, you were like, did we put my bag in the car? No, we did not. No, nope, we left it in the room. I left my entire carry-on bag in the hotel room. Yes. Okay, so that is a very important lesson. Listen to Jennifer. <laughs> yes. Check the room. Yes. Now for clutter hacks. Oh, I love clutter hacks. In our last episode, episode 289, we talked about the buy nothing movement. We heard from a listener about that. And Kathleen also recommends the buy nothing approach. She writes, there are Facebook groups all over the country called Buy Nothing XXX, with XXX being the name of the city or even neighborhood. On this site, members ask, aka wish, for specific items or gifts. Other members respond saying they have that item to give to you. Original poster selects whatever recipient they want. There is no selling or bartering or referrals. In my group, there are a lot of posts for giving away kids' clothes, toys, jewelry, appliances. I find it's easy to declutter when someone says they're looking for a set of towels or looking for a replacement coffee pot when there's an extra one in your closet. Once you give away or receive your wish, you change the words in the post to gifted or wish granted. Um, she And she posted a picture of someone asking if anyone had wrapping paper or gift bags, like mm. asking for that. My neighborhood is partnered with a military housing neighborhood, so we are very active with posts all day long. Also, there are many posts for families looking to share food and also asking for food. I knew food insecurity was an issue in San Diego, but I had no idea it was this bad till I joined this group. So this is a really interesting way to like get to declutter yourself and also get valuable items into the hands of people who need them yes. kind of in a very specific way, not just generally donating them, but to somebody who you know is like actually looking for that coffee pot or kids toys or towels or the wrapping paper, what have you. So the, these can be really powerful if you have it in your city or your neighborhood. Yeah. And Gretchen, I don't know if Adam used this group or a different group, but he posted recently that we had all this special um, cat food for elderly cats, because as I mentioned um, last episode, Blackjack died, our cat, and someone came and picked all of it up. And it just felt Aww. good that that food yeah. didn't go to waste and someone yeah. needed it and didn't have to buy yeah. it. And then it was a little moment of connection with the woman who came and picked it up on the porch. So I, I, I love this yeah. group. Now, this comes from Diana. She writes, Mrs. Roth, my son's middle school home ec teacher, said that when cleaning up a dirty kitchen, you should first consolidate everything from the counters, tables, etc. to one area before you start cleaning. I move everything to the counter by the dishwasher. This really works. Maybe by cutting down on the visual noise and giving you an area of focus. I have mm. never tried this. I think I'm going to try that. Very yeah. interesting. Stacy says, if you can't get a plastic bag to open like a produce bag in a grocery store, a store employee told me the solution. You gently stretch the plastic, then it divides and you can separate. So... Okay, we use do doggy poop bags with Barnaby, and they are biodegradable, by the way. I'm very careful about that. And same thing, because you don't want to lick your fingers, which is what I've done in the past, because, you know, ick these days. It, it's always kind of gross, but even but now, you know, you know you're not supposed to be licking your fingers. Um, so I tried this. It really works. You stretch it, and then it separates in a way so that you can pop it up. So this is a great hack. 
Thanks, Stacy. And I do have to mention that Outer Order, Inner Calm, my book about clutter clearing, is like one giant hack list. So if you want more hacks, check out Outer Order, Inner Calm. Okay, Gretchen, let's move on to our lightning round. Yes. My first hack comes from my Five Senses book, the research I'm doing, and this is stand while you're talking on the phone. It turns out that standing rather than sitting uses 13% more energy and also has a big impact on cognitive function. You boost your executive function and increase your focus. So stand while you're on the phone. This comes from Alyssa. She says, I use cups of tea to curb my social media during the day. Once the cup of tea is finished, close the tab or app and get on with the day. Sarah says, to get full rotation of stacks of things like towel sheets, blankets, jeans, PJs, and t-shirts, every once in a while, flip the stack over. You'll use all your things, have less wear on the favorites, so they'll last longer. If you don't want to use something, give it away. Kathleen says, I volunteer in a used bookstore that supports the library in Carpinteria, California. So my hack idea is the book weight. Most of us own beautiful weighted metal serving knives that can be repurposed as a book weight. If these utensils are no longer in use in the kitchen, use them to hold your spot inside the book as a book holder. But I just want to say side note because she sent a picture. I was picturing someone using a butcher knife as a bookmark. <laughs> no, she means a book weight, which is when you hold a book open, like you're typing from it or you're looking at it. And she meant a knife more like a beautiful silver yes. cake knife. So it's very decorative. So it's a great idea, but don't pull up the wrong metal image the way I did the first time. Lucy said, if you listen to The Little Happiers, I've been trying to pronounce Carl Uwe Knausgaard's name. She writes, if you open Google Translate and input a name, you can then tap the speaker icon to hear it pronounced correctly. It might not make it easier to say, but at least you can get an idea of what you're striving for. I did not know you could use Google Translate for proper names, so that's a great suggestion. Neither did I. Leah says, you can't be angry if your armpits are exposed. <laughs> a yoga teacher taught me this, and I don't know why, but it works. Hands up, baby. I Hands love up. that. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to uh, raise your hand. I'm raising yeah. my hands. Gina says, I keep the roll of trash bags at the bottom of the trash can. This way, they are right there when I remove the full trash bag, and I do not have to find storage space on a shelf or cabinet for the big roll. Genius. Yes. Bethany says, if you need to chill a bottle of wine or a glass bottle beverage fast, wrap the glass bottle in a wet paper towel before putting it in the fridge. The bottle will be cold within 15 minutes. Did not know that. Here's my final one for me. Let's say you want to cross something out that you've written, but you really want to make sure that people can't read it. Don't just cross it out. Write random words on top of the original words. That makes it much more impossible to see what was there originally. If you have secrets you want to hide. Okay, and here's a last hack, Gretchen, from me, which is listen to a podcast while you grocery ah. shop. I have been doing this, and it makes grocery shopping infinitely more pleasurable, uh -huh. and it gives me time to listen to podcasts now that I am not commuting. Yeah, because that used to be a main time for yes. you. It was in the car. So now instead, I'm listening um, with my earbuds in the grocery store. There you go. So let us know if you do try these hacks, what works for you. If you still have a hack, send it in. We are always looking for new hacks. We love hacks. This was great. Listeners sent in so many hacks. Send them to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 290 for everything related to this episode. 
Bring on the hacks. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Let us know what hacks you tried and what worked for you. Keep sending them in. We loved our hacks. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us and give us those rates and reviews in your favorite podcasting app. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Rich, there's so many hacks we didn't have time to get to. I, I really wanted um, the one about replacing the old-fashioned toilet paper holder with the one-armed holder because it's so easy to change the yes. toilet paper. Yes. We've done that in our house, and I'm telling you, it's a pleasure to change the toilet <laughs> paper roll. Satisfying. It's the little things. It is the little things. From the Onward Project.